podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Gallagates uh, Shots podcast. Uh, it's me, Shell, Red Rose, Michelle, and Reese from Off of Twitter. Um, we are still here in our box room, still terrible walls, uh, still no good lighting. I'm recording this on our iPhone, so um, apologies in advance. I'm still locked in. Shots won't let me out. <laughs> I was told I could go out for a short walk once I'd finished the uh, WTO ruling, but... As of yet, it hasn't happened. So here it is. Uh, we've printed it off and I've had a read of it. Um, I've actually quite enjoyed it, which is Worrying. really a concern. Um, I know, obviously, um, everyone's been talking about it on Twitter. The journalist leaked some really inaccurate quotes this morning. Uh, various people have been really, really concerned about it. From our perspective, I don't think we've ever been really, really concerned about it. But like everything that's just been hyped up with this takeover it's now become sort of a, a make or break when the, the article came out. I've always been 80%. I'm still 80%, even if I get shouted at. Um, so, yeah, just as a caveat, as we always do at the beginning of our podcast, we've never said that we're corporate lawyers. We are very clear that I'm a criminal solicitor that focuses on corporate transactions more now than individuals and that Reese is a barrister. Um, we've come in for a fair bit of criticism on, on Twitter today for for not being corporate lawyers. Um, we did do a podcast with a corporate lawyer. Um, I certainly think that, I mean, the questions I've been asked for the last 15 years of being a lawyer, are, you know, are not ever relevant to the area of law we actually do. So it's quite an interesting point. But um, obviously we've never said that we are. Everything that we do tends to be based on public information and knowledge. Um, but I think where corporate lawyers are slightly different, not going to say better or worse than us, is they don't often come into scenarios where they have to very quickly explain complex law to individuals, lay individuals in stressful circumstances such as courts and police stations. And sometimes I think that does make us slightly better at explaining really complicated concepts than corporate lawyers. Um, I'm sure someone's jumping on my Twitter now to tell me that that's wrong, but I, I feel like that's that's why sometimes you guys understand things better when it comes from us. You can be as clever as you want, but if you can't explain something simply, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, watch us now probably explain it badly, but um, cool. So we're just going to do um, a little chat about the report. Um, I have written some notes um, just because it's really, really long and quite complicated. And a lot of it is written in lawyer speak as well. There were some classic phrases in there, which made me laugh. Um, Reese, tell us about... The WTO. So the WTO were established in the early 90s. Before that, they were called GATT. The UK were one of the countries that set GATT up. And the WTO are basically a body of countries or states which are set up to enforce disputes between them in relation to trade and, in this instance, intellectual property. They're, they're not a court. They're just a tribunal where you go to them and say, we disagree. Can you tell us who's right, please? Cool. Um, and 
We still think, well, I still think the Premier League have already seen the contents of this report. There's some suggestion there were some summaries released in March and initial findings that may well be what the Premier League have based their assumptions on. Also, it's released, so this ruling that we've got today, it would have been released to those parties involved in the transaction some time ago. It may well be that Qatar have thought, this is great, we'll leak it. It may well be that the Saudis have thought, this is great, we'll leak it. It probably wouldn't surprise us if both countries have leaked it to the Premier League saying this supports our account, much like we've seen with the statements they've made today. And it wouldn't be the first leak that's come from the other side during this whole debacle either. Uh, Ultimately, you'll be listening to this thinking, what difference does it make to the takeover? In our view, nothing that has come out in this report can affect the legal test, which is the owners and directors test. No. The owners and directors test has always been quite narrow and it has to be something that would represent a criminal offence. The interesting thing with this is there's not a positive act um, as such that they can point to the Saudi government or to PIF. And so it'd be difficult to see in the UK, which is based on acts rather than not doing something, uh, how there can be any criminal liability. Yeah, and it's difficult because it says obviously akin to offences over there as well. But as you say... There just isn't in the UK. Um, so if you see a child drowning in the pool, there's which is always the example they give you in law. It feels good to gift. So give your dad the one for all gift card this Father's Day and let him choose the gift he wants. With 100 plus brands to choose from and zero fees, there's no need to play the guessing game to show your appreciation. You know he'll get the gift he wants and making his day will make your day. Gifting feels good with the one for all gift card. Available in-store and at giftcards.com. See giftcards.com for terms and conditions. School, there's no obligation for you to do anything about that. Um, slightly different, perhaps, if you're a police officer. But here, the, the main thrust of the wrongdoing relates to them failing to take out criminal enforcement action against piracy. Yeah. So, again, I agree with you. It's difficult to see how that would, that would translate to a specific criminal offence. And the next question I've written down, which is because everyone will ask, is does that give us any clearer indication on timescales? No. Do you think that the Premier League were waiting for this to be published? The Premier League saw this in many ways as a potential get-out-of-jail-free card. And what I mean by that is, well, if the World Trade Organisation come back with a very strong ruling one way or another... We're stuck with it. We can't make the decision. We can hold our hands up and say our hands are tied. Uh, we we have to do what what seems right. The ruling doesn't do that. It's still firmly ball in the Premier League's court to make a decision that will likely be challenged either way. Yeah. So um, let's go on to talk about the um, report. So I've I have read it. I've read all of it. I skipped a couple of paragraphs that I didn't think were hugely relevant. Um, I actually really enjoyed it, but yeah, it's it's pretty dry. Um, it's very dry. And, and very oddly set out, actually. Um, so the introduction is basically setting out the background that obviously there is a dispute between Qatar and Saudi Arabia. And essentially the first few paragraphs just tell us that um, Saudi Arabia refused to engage with Qatar in any way, uh, which basically meant that they had to review, the WTO had to review how they were actually going to do this process in light of that. Although what we were saying was that probably makes it quite unlikely that Qatar and Saudi are going to sit down and say, let's sort all our problems out. 
Oh, yeah. we can make all this go away. I mean, that seems, that seems hugely likely. And also, given one of the legal arguments that Saudi Arabia raised, which we'll come on to. Um, then there were some issues about confidentiality, which seemed to come to pretty much nothing. Um, some factual background. Um, who's in charge? So it's obviously the Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia Ministry of Media in charge of broadcasting and copyright, which covers sports, sports broadcasting. Um, and there's a specific article which deals with infringement. Um, and then it goes on to talk about trips quite a lot. Can you just explain? What so, they are? trips is a set of rules or an agreement on intellectual property rights, which they expect all members of the World Trade Organization to enforce and uphold. So, effectively, it's, it's all about fairness and free competition within the state. And there is an expectation that everyone who's a member of the World Trade Organization will ensure that those rules are accurately implemented. And essentially, um, spoiler alert, they find that Saudi Arabia have breached one of these uh, trip reg article regulations. Um, but that doesn't really amount to breaching a law or breaching international law. It's just a breach of the World Trade Organization articles, right? So, well, the World Trade Organization is what we call a quasi-judicial body, which basically means it's like a court, but it isn't. And so breaching their rules isn't the same as breaching a law. You're basically just breaching a piece of guidance. Yeah, and I don't know what the standard of proof is, but they, they seem to have a panel which suggests to me, being a criminal lawyer but doing a bit of regulatory, uh, that that is probably a civil standard of proof. So the panel finds basically more likely than not or 50-50, whereas obviously with criminal law it's a much higher standard of proof. Um, so again, it's it sounds much more like a civil dispute than a criminal dispute. And obviously the crime element is important because they're looking, the Premier League are looking at anything that might be akin to a criminal offence. And that might be why they keep saying there is prima facie evidence of. Yeah, so what happened, the way that it works is that before they will consider all of this, the panel has to find, the WTO panel has to find that uh, those bringing the claim, in this case Qatar, have made out a prima facie case, which just means in my view, it's just some sort of evidence to justify so that the, they can look at it, the panel can look at it and say, well, this isn't just a throwaway allegation. Um, and in some cases, say they did, in some cases that they didn't. Um, cool. So um, they start, the, they then go on to talk about BLQ, um, saying that they started distributing uh, illegal media from BN Sports in August 2017. It was online and then they started selling um, boxes and, and other things, which, which there's <laughs> alleged that they were being sold, sold primarily in Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, there's obviously the underlying theme throughout this is, is that they are, Saudi Arabia are effectively saying these allegations are political rather than, than substantive. I think that's, that's fair to say. What you get in these sorts of disputes is... They will look for something to effectively pin a dispute on, so like a narrow issue like intellectual property, and then say, we can now litigate our issues between these two countries, but actually find something to try and just say, well, this is what it's about, when in reality it's much, much bigger. Yeah, so uh, then they go on, so they say you've that Qatar have established a prima facie case, and then they're going to talk about the facts uh, and the, the two sides, so the defence is raised by... by um, Saudi Arabia. So the first allegation is to do with um, that, obviously, having found out about all this illegal broadcasting, Qatar wanted to help hold those responsible 
in a, in a criminal court proceedings. And so they went to pr probably pretty much all the law firms in South Af uh, in Saudi Arabia and said, "Can you can you represent us?" And they all said no. And and that seems to be the same as what happened with the Premier League report in two thousand and nineteen, two thousand eighteen. They basically said nobody will, nobody will go against BLQ and actually bring any challenge. So, or in response to that, uh, they brought a claim to say that under the the rules, the WTO rules, there should be a right that you're entitled to independent counsel, and ultimately they've been uh, prevented from obtaining counsel to enforce those intellectual property rights. And in short, the panel agreed with that. There was another small claim that they were making about the route that Saudi Arabia required ministerial approval and travel restrictions but all of that WTO were like we're not interested but we take your point that you weren't allowed a lawyer um, now slightly weirdly they come on to talk about this more at the end but just so we can rattle through this uh, Saudi Arabia said well hang on a minute um, we want to rely on an exception which is that there's basically a, a war going on the reasons that we don't want to deal with Qatar relate to terrorism and much more complicated political points which are akin to uh, a war which is an exception under the articles which says um, if, if you're in a time of war or other uh, emergency national uh, international relations then it, it's fine for you to take those preventative measures and ultimately the panel agreed that it was fine for them to take those measures um, it's not exactly how they worded it they, really longed it out but that's essentially what they said in relation to allegation one so no real problems um the second point which is the one that's more more relevant is to say that they didn't in accordance with the trip trade world trade organization regular regulation rules take appropriate law enforcement action against individuals uh, that they knew were um committing these IP infringement offences, piracy, basically showing all the football matches. Um, I'm sure many people were watching them online. Yeah, well, I couldn't really possibly comment on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, effectively the panel, and you'll see it's very long from the judgment, but said, hang on a minute, guys, not only were you not actually prosecuting these people, but you were actively encouraging and promoting, particularly the World Cup matches um, across you know, in the network, there was a specific newspaper, I can't remember its name now, um, and an individual at that newspaper who's listed in a table in the report as being responsible for actively promoting um, piracy. They basically offered promotional deals on BLQ streams of advertising your company. Uh, and obviously I looked at that table and just made sure that no one associated with or directly linked with PIF was in that table and uh, there isn't, it's mainly just this chappy at the newspaper. Um, so in that sense, um, the report, uh, the WTO agreed, the panel agreed that they had failed to take take those steps to, to basically bring people to account. Um, Saudi Arabia tried to rely on the exception again say it was a, it was a warlike scenario and the WTO said that really isn't relevant because you can definitely hold people to account and leave your argument with Qatar out of it um so yeah and in between all of that there's obviously a discussion about ArabSat um and that's where I think UEFA, FIFA and La Liga all get involved and start really ramping up the pressure about the complaints saying you know there is a duty 
for Saudi Arabia to do something about this. And to be honest, Saudi Arabia just really passed the buck a little bit and said, well, you need to speak to It feels good to gift. So give your dad the one for all gift card this Father's Day and let him choose the gift he wants. With 100 plus brands to choose from and zero fees, there's no need to play the guessing game to show your appreciation. You know he'll get the gift he wants and making his day will make your day. Gifting feels good with the one for all gift card. Available in store and at giftcards.com. See giftcards.com for terms and conditions. The in because they know about it. Um, and then there's a little bit about the experts report. So there's experts who, you will know much more about this, but analyze the frequencies on where these streams are being watched. Basically trying to look at where streams have been watched and where they've been broadcast from. And what's quite interesting is our reading of it is that they come to a different conclusion to what the French courts did about Arabsat. And that might be because of what we call the standard of proof, which is what Shell talked about a minute ago, is that WTO is more like than not, French courts are probably higher. Yeah, and so, you know, in criminal courts, you will always have a defence expert and a prosecution expert, and they will generally not agree uh, in, in terms of whatever side of the fence they're pre presenting. Um, in this case, and I wonder if it's just because Saudi Arabia just don't place that much concern about this ruling, but it doesn't seem that Saudi Arabia have really challenged any of this evidence that says, yeah, ultimately we think that they probably were being broadcast from from South Africa, uh, from Saudi Arabia. So, um, so that's that's basically. I mean, I've written lots of pages of notes, but I think those are really the irrelevant key points. So the conclusion basically says. Um, you know, it, you you haven't done enough legally to to prevent this, um, and so what does it mean now? So, still no explicit link to PIF. And the important thing that everyone keeps saying is PIF isn't the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, there will be legal discussion about what's the meaning of um, sovereign wealth fund and. Time will tell whether they say, Piff, you are the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, you are the state, but that would seem a little unlikely given what football law has already told us. Yeah, and so obviously we looked very carefully through it and the owners and directors test says that basically the owners and directors have to, to fail the test, have to have either misled about their involvement in an offence that could be criminal or the offence has to be um, akin to an offence that would be committed in the UK. So it's very difficult to see how the Premier League would say, based on the WTO report, that you were, that Saudi Arabia as a country was not doing enough to stop piracy, that PIF and the individuals specifically intended to go through the owners and directors process are not appropriate. It, the owners and directors test just isn't widely drafted enough to find purely on the basis of this report that they should fail it. And also, you know, it wasn't intended to cover this scenario. This is just such a difficult, complex scenario where the Premier League are obviously trying to keep uh, BN Sports happy because of the money, and they're obviously also very aware of their duties if they start to piss off Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, people have said on Twitter, well, hang on a minute, what, what, why wasn't this mentioned in the Sheffield takeover? You know, it's a valid point, you know, I, I, the test, the owners and directors test, I am as sure as I can be, will be revised as a result specifically yeah. of us 
and USC causing trouble. Um, but at the moment, the reason that it's so complicated is because it isn't clear cut that they can say anything in this report causes them to fail the Onus and Directors test, which is why, in our view, the Premier League have had this for a few weeks and they haven't said, that's it, you failed it. They haven't said you, fa you failed the test. And, and the Sheffield United issue is, it's quite a complicated one because you'd say, well, if MBS is involved in PIF, then you can distinguish them. But if if you're not able to get that link between PIF and the Saudi state, then it's difficult to see how Sheffield United can pass and Newcastle can't. Yeah, exactly. And that's why people saying, you know, will there be an appeal if this doesn't go through? And that's obviously also something the Premier League have got in mind. You know, if, if they are going to pass this and we're still pretty confident that they will, they obviously have to ensure that all of these issues, and if you see how many issues have just been raised on this very minor point in the specific point, they have to be sure no one is going to be able to say, well, you've not applied this test correctly. And at the moment, if they say that that Newcastle can't be taken over, I think that there will be a lot of complaints and a lot of lawyers looking immediately at this and saying, you've decided to interpret a legal test on the basis of, of a moral position. Yeah, which it doesn't allow anyone to do. So, I mean, essentially, that's that's everything from the kind of 100 and how many pages? 127 pages plus a 91, actually 125 pages. Plus a 91-page addendum. Um, there's lots of uh, references. I haven't read all the attached documents. Uh, I've just, I just read the report in that sense, and that's what it means to me that ultimately they're saying. Um, it doesn't say in the conclusions, you know, what they should do about it or what this finding actually means or, you know, what relevance it has to anything, which, which we're all still wondering. You know, obviously the World Trade Organization, if it lands on your desk, Premier League are going to be thinking, let's have a look. But... I really don't see what difference it, it actually makes. I'm not sure why the Premier League were waiting for it. It doesn't make any difference. No, but maybe, as we say, maybe it's part of this. Look, we have to have seen to have properly considered all of these all of these complaints. And that's why they've written various responses, albeit very short template responses to everybody putting in complaints, because ultimately they just want to make sure that they've ticked all the boxes of having listened to everything. Um what do you think will happen next? I think we'll probably do a bit more waiting. What do you think that the Premier League are doing now? I imagine the Premier League are doing exactly what you've spent the afternoon doing, which is reading that report. Well, I bet it came out at three o'clock. I've bloody read it in two hours. I mean, how long does it take? Um, and then I think they will revisit with Piff, Stavely, the Rubin brothers to say, here's what we think, here's where we are. And if there's further information they need, then they will ask for it. If they are able to reach a conclusive decision, then they will make it. Yeah, sorry about the door opening and closing. It's probably to do with our large um, chow chow dog trying to... It's the dog trying to get in. ...push through the door, which she loves to do during court hearings and any other important times. So, I mean, it seems obvious to me that the solution for this is just for the Premier League to just keep in communications, which we understand from George Colkin, who seems to be fairly reliable as a journalist, that communications are ongoing. Obviously... The Premier League has known about these issues longer than we have. Um, and so there's a dialogue between the two. And it may just be a case of them saying to Saudi Arabia, look, you have to sort out these this, this piracy situation. It's not related, as far as we can see, to your relationship or lack of with Qatar. Um, and they're going to need something pretty firm to assure them that something will be done. 
but of course we are helped by the fact that BLQ was shut down last August. So they've started, and also what was written in the recent um, US report on the watch list for intellectual property and streaming, which basically said, while Saudi Arabia is still on the watch list, they've made progress in the last 12 months. So it's, it's again, a case of the Premier League that you need to go, we refuse the deal, and they've got no better chance of stopping piracy in Saudi Arabia than they do now, or they approve it and they've got a forum to actually do something about it. Yes, and obviously they will have in mind keeping um, being sports happy, for sure they will do. Um, but it may be that much like the WTO, there'll be some sort of, there'll be the go between between the parties to make sure that everybody's happy. And that's why it makes me think that it is a bit more delayed because I think Saudi, Saudi Arabia and, and PIF perhaps leading that will have to actually give some sort of undertaking, a real um, map of how they're actually going to deal with this. You know, the Premier League aren't just going to accept we'll do a bit better. They can't do that because Saudi Arabia's legal system isn't like ours. So it's not like they can point to an infrastructure of sorts. That might just be why it's taking yeah. just taking so long. Obviously, it's still really, really frustrating. I think it's becoming more frustrating because everything has been played out so graphically on Twitter. The journalists want something to write about. And I think it's very difficult because... You know, obviously, as soon as a journalist writes something, everybody's jumping into our inbox saying, what's going on? And then we end up spending the morning looking at an absolute load of rubbish that people are writing, which is kind of why I tweeted this morning saying, let's just let's just wait for the report. Uh, we've said from the beginning, and we're still saying now, this is actually a small piece of the puzzle. It just it isn't in itself very weighty, the actual report, but it does give a bit of an insight as to, as the uh, Athletic article did, all of the political issues that are all going on. Um, and, in, and in our view, this is the reason for the delay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know if any of you asked any questions. I think I answered some of them. I think we've tried to answer everything we've been asked, but, um, you know, as yeah, and when we try to do, if we've do what we can. Any. I mean, people just started copying me into some sort of football shirt competition earlier, which really wiped me out for <laughs> trying to get through, um, you know, working out how much weight people have put on or not put on during lockdown. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else, but obviously just send us a message. Um, we are still constructing our three pallets bar. So it's nearly there though. It's nearly there. Um, might just put a ribbon around it and hope that we can open it on. Sunday at two. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, we've got a little board as a countdown to the Premier League fixtures, which we're obviously like really a, excited like about. Like a Saudi Arabia derby on Sunday. Newcastle versus Sheffield United. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've seen um, lots of people talking about it as well. Um, I kind of forgotten about the football season coming back. It feels really weird that, I you know, like, we know who we'll be playing, but we don't know who owns us, which feels a bit weird. I think it's... Like a lot of people are saying that all the sparks gone out of it now because because of how it's been drawn out. I think, and I've said this on other podcasts as well, um, from my perspective yesterday, I just had a few hours away from my phone. Um, I think I'd highly recommend that if you can do it. Um, I think from our perspective, we've started coming in for some criticism, which is quite difficult because, you know, ultimately I feel like we've, we're pretty egoless. Like we we just don't we're just doing this because you know pe- people thought it was quite interesting you know we haven't decided that we're some big youtubers although you know molly may from love island's probably watching watching this channel now we've got 
Um, not sure. But yeah, so I, I'd say, you know, just stick to the to the people that you trust and the people that you rely on for information. Try not to um, jump onto every every clickbait that comes in. Although I say this knowing that there are some serial offenders in the Gallagher Shots group for doing this. I'm not mentioning any names because we all know he's editing this right now. Um, but yeah, so in short, no reason to worry. No new reasons to worry. No new reasons to worry. Um, I'm I'm still very confident. I'm still eighty percent confident. Um, if you do think that we're interesting to listen to, please click the link wherever it is and subscribe to the Gallagates Shots channel. Um, and thanks for listening. Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org Sports Social Podcast Network